I'm Stuart Vonnie. I'm Martha McCallum. I'm Jason Chaffetz, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, April 16th, 2020. I'm Trey Yingst. European countries have vastly different ideas about how and when they will reopen for business amid the coronavirus outbreak. Some of us, we are taking different approaches. You know, there's still this, the Swedish approach and there's uh, our approach. There's a health crisis, yes, but there's parallel to that a tremendous uh, economic crisis. And, and uh, this is uh, what we have to uh, figure out. This is the Fox News Rundown, global pandemic. The worldwide number of coronavirus cases surpassed 2 million people this week. Though in countries like Sweden and Denmark, the grim benchmark didn't stop authorities from allowing people to head back to school and meet up in cafes. European states are now being looked at as case studies, shedding light on best practices to safely and efficiently reopen economies. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest global headlines on the virus and hear from the Special Envoy for Health to the Austrian government about what approach his country is taking to return to normal life. Starting first, though, in Germany, it's the latest European country to start reopening as hospitals see a rapid decline in new cases. Small German businesses will start working again within four days, and schools will begin to open on May 4th. Social distancing measures are set to stay in place until early May, while large gatherings will be banned until the end of the summer. German Chancellor Angela Merkel spoke yesterday, stressing this will be a gradual return to normal life. In neighboring France, lockdown restrictions are likely to stay in place until at least mid-May. New images today from AFP show French police officers checking papers of anyone outside their home. People must carry self-certified notes that explain where they're going. If they don't have proper paperwork or stay out for too long, authorities can issue a fine. Now to Italy, where coronavirus deaths and new cases continue to plummet. The chief of Italy's National Health Institute says the country has likely reached its peak, but that lifting most lockdown restrictions is premature. Italy is taking gradual steps, reopening bookstores and children's clothing stores, but keeping the doors to factories closed. Italy's border with Austria is likely to remain closed indefinitely, the Austrians tell the Fox News rundown. Austria is reporting more than 14,000 total cases, with new positive results coming in each day, though the country is recovering much quicker. So what specific steps is Austria taking to ensure the reopening for business does not mean reopening a new wave of cases? This is a big question. You know, we do have to restart the economy, but to do so, first we have to look at the uh, capacities we have in the hospitals and in the intensive care units and the ICU units. This is Dr. Clemens R., the Special Envoy for Health to the Austrian government. He joins us today from Vienna. And we have a lot of capacity there. Even in the high point of the crisis so far, we haven't reached the full capacities. So we are safe on that side. You know, so our health system, you know, we have a high number of hospital beds per capita and a high number of ICU units per capita. So this, on that side, we are safe. Parallel to that, we have uh, uh, put in effect uh, quite a bit of measures, you know, like uh, wearing masks in stores and in public transportations, uh, distancing measures, also in the public space and stores, etc., etc. And the third big measure is, and this is one of the most serious threats in this whole crisis, is that we have to protect nursing homes and senior citizens' homes because they are affected the most. And if you look at the studies we have on the table right now, Many, many deaths, up to 50% of the deaths toll at, uh, in total uh, are people from senior citizens' homes or nursing homes. 
at least in Europe, I haven't seen numbers from the United States, but in Europe that's the case. So we have to protect them especially, and we are running uh, programs for that. I imagine many European countries are going to be looking to Austria for guidance and feedback as to how this plan is implemented and how other countries could take ideas from the Austrian government. Take me through how these decisions are made and who ultimately decides what's going to open first and how much time in between this step-by-step opening process we'll see. When we are working along along the national crisis mechanisms we have, and in that particular case, it is an intergovernmental crisis mechanism. So our chancellor or prime minister, how you won't like to call it, uh, and uh, and the ministers in charge, the my minister, the minister of health, etc., they are doing this all together. You know, this is a team decision. It's, a, it's an intergovernmental decision. It's not done by the chancellor alone or by the minister of health alone. So it's a, it's a collaborative uh, decision-making process uh, supported by a collaborative decision-making process on the civil servants level. The, all the people, the director generals from all those different agencies come together and we have a daily briefing on what's, what we have to do, etc. So it is very much an intergovernmental decision-making process. And, you know, the health people, they do need the support. They do need the support of the other sectors of government. You know, we we can't do that alone. We do need the police. We do need the military. We do need other sectors and agencies, and that's how it is done. And we look very, very careful at the numbers, you know, and I already mentioned, you know, we are monitoring not only the numbers of the infected people, but we are also monitoring very, very closely our capacities. You know, the capacities in normal hospital beds, acute beds, and in the, in the intensive care units. And that made us safe, you know, to announce last week that we can reopen at least parts of the stores, uh, uh, part of the stores, uh, and, and, and reopen, you know, the public transportation and ease up starting, you know, it's a process, you know, it's an adaptive recovery process, starting reopening the country step by step. The World Health Organization said on Friday that they were urging caution when it comes to reopening parts of every country. They said lifting restrictions could lead to a deadly resurgence. Austria saw more than 14,000 total cases. New cases are still being reported. Are you concerned that it's not over and that lifting some of these restrictions could lead to a second wave or peak of this virus? Oh, sure. You know, this is a big concern, and we are looking very carefully uh, on the numbers, you know. But, you know, the, the WHO has, uh, has, uh, has six points in, the, in this recommendation, you know, how to reopen a country again. And I think, and I looked very carefully, and I think we are in line with this uh, six points. You know, uh, uh, one of the points is, for example, a, a tight and strict surveillance and tracing system. That's what we have in place, you know. So our public health authorities are capable of 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 of, of surveilling and tracing each and each single case. You know, if you don't have this kind of uh, services in place, then you run into difficulties and you cannot find out, you know, where you have hotspots, etc. You know, it's it's impossible to close down Vienna a second time. You know, so now we are starting doing it very, very specific. You know, if you have a problem in a in a company, in a bank, or an insurance company, name it. You know, we are going after that and isolating companies instead of isolating the whole city. 
in the rural areas, you know, this is might be different because you know you can close down a small town, but uh, in in the urban centers, you have to come up with more creative uh, ways, uh, public health measures, uh, because once again, there's a health crisis, yes, but there's parallel to that a tremendous uh, economic crisis, and and uh, this is uh, what we have to f- figure out, you know. Austria shares a border with many countries that have seen high infection rates, including Italy, Switzerland, Germany. How do you decide about opening the borders to a country like Austria? And what are some of the difficulties when you're looking at intercontinental travel? To be frank and open, we haven't even looked at the possibility to reopen borders. You know, because this will be do, we will do that in a later stage. Now we are seeing, you know, how the measures we are taking uh, in place now affect our national conditions, you know, and this, this situation. But we haven't even discussed, you know, reopening certain borders, especially to Italy. Um, so no, we haven't we haven't done that, and we are not even close to making this kind of decisions. Do you think Austria will end up being an example for other European countries about? how to properly reopen the economy after a pandemic like this? We might, but you know, I'm not in a competition with our neighboring countries or the rest of the European countries, you know, because some of us, we're taking different approaches, you know, there's always the Swedish approach and there's, uh, let's say, uh, our approach and, and other countries have different approaches. No, I'm not in a competition who is best. But you know what we saw, you know, and this, this, that, that our numbers are comparatively moderate, or let's say uh, the, the bringing the curve down, as we all call it, you know, it, it is we, we succeeded in that, you know, the, the, the curve was increased daily by 40 percent, you know, three weeks ago, and now we have an uh, increase of 1.5 percent, you know. So this shows, in the totality of measures, we are succeeding. You've been listening to Dr. Clemens R., Special Envoy for Health to the Austrian Government. We'll be right back after a short break. Have you heard anything from Austrian allies like the United States in terms of support or guidance or conversations that have taken place in terms of working together in a partnership as the whole world is looking to fight coronavirus? I don't see that the United States is very partner-oriented right now because we are facing also difficulties on the world market. Where all of a sudden, uh, the, the United States is a fearful competitor. Um, uh, so we, we are noticing that, you know, not only Austria, but other countries too. So I don't see that the United States is very collaborative and cooperative in the moment. How does that affect future relations. I mean, I think that there's this larger global idea that people will come together and countries will come together for the the common good, but we are seeing individual countries making decisions that are best for their people, but may not necessarily be best for the entire world. So how do you think that affects the relationship moving forward? Oh, I hope that uh, that uh, after this crisis, we all will wake up again and, and think, okay, the nationalism is not the best solution to to solve problems on that but but i think we are all under stress right now you know and uh, i don't mind if some people overreact in that particular way but um um but it's not a good season for for multilateralism and for multilateral uh, collaboration 
that's for sure. And finally, you've had a very decorated career as a health professional, serving as the Director General for the Austrian Health Ministry and being a voice across Europe for health care. What advice would you give to the American medical system right now? Because Austria has been able to reach a peak relatively early on and being able to lower the number of deaths and new cases. What advice would you give to the American medical system? That's a that's a hard question. You know, I think the overall my overall advice is, you know, check your capacities in the hospitals and in the ICU units, you know, because this is key because we don't want to have uh, people dying in hospitals because of poor treatment and 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 stress on the side of the healthcare workforce. This is my one advice. And the second advice is, you know, monitor, really monitor closely nursing homes, senior citizen uh, homes, and, 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 and the older population because they are, they are the patients who end up uh, 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 in the ICU units. And, and, you know, take it serious, you know, if, if that's true, but the indicators are there that half of all the deaths uh, residents or former residents of uh, of uh, senior citizen homes or nursing homes, then we then we can avoid that because we can. It's easy to protect them. Dr. Clementor, the special envoy for health to the Austrian government, joining us today from Vienna. Doctor, thank you again for your time. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. The world of business moves fast. Stay on top of it with the Fox Business Rundown. Listen to the Fox Business Rundown every Monday and Friday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts.